Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Kimboology. Welcome back to the bullshit, y'all. This is your girl Kimbo, aka the Blasian Sensation, aka Traveling Chafing Queen, aka Kimbolina, aka Daughter of Pajanat, aka Slayer of Poles, aka Mother of Georgie, aka Sexy Stir Fry, aka Captain Planet. She's a hero, gonna take pollution down to zero, aka Miss Pussy Control. AKA the hustling hussy, AKA twerking on your daddy's couch, AKA yes, my middle name is spelled wrong, AKA Kimbo of all trades because I can do it all, AKA nomadic ninfo, AKA the new AKA guys, AKA Kimbo, AKA heels bigger than your dick. Cue the horns. Hi guys, welcome back. This is actually episode oh good lord oh my god episode 27 y'all oh my god okay hold on shit 27 right in spanish and then that's that's how you say 27 in thai welcome back everyone um yeah thanks for joining me again uh this is gonna be the negative um chaos and negativity episode. Um, I have a few petty peeves to start with. Um, this week's been super crazy. Um, I'm currently high as fuck again. Yes. Um, I smoked a little bit of this string called MK Ultra. The shit's fucking wild. Apparently, I want to have a whole episode later about this. It's like a strain that, like, or it's like a drug that was used to like t- mind for mind control and shit. It was given to like, um, Charles Manson and shit. It's called M- MK Ultra. I don't know. For y'all conspiracy theory people out there, do you y'all probably know what the fuck I'm talking about? I want to have actually like somebody on that knows what they're talking about, and we could talk about this because it's really interesting. But this is a strain of weed. I didn't take any um, mind altering drugs, guys. Sorry, I didn't do any of that crazy shit. Uh, just weed, just straight old cannabis, you know, that grows from the ground like that. Um, yeah, it's it was it's a really good fucking indica and it's got me high as fuck and it tastes delicious. So that's what I'm giving you guys this week on Kimboology. Um, I'm also giving you chaos and negativity because I have a pet peeve. Um, we're gonna need to work on a, a little um, bitch little, little soundbite for pet peeves for petty peeves. Um, I'm gonna have to um, hey Rick Dog um, producer Rick Dog. Let's work on that. Um, Bitch. Sorry, I'm going to just talk to my producer um, right on the podcast, guys. Um, yeah, we need one because your girl's going to have many of them going forward. First petty peeve is going to be Bitch. me as a pole instructor, guys. Listen, I, it's like this is always the case, right? When your girl was out here in these streets pulling her ass off, posting pictures of my fucking ass on the pole, almost most every day uh teaching pole for goddamn like i was you know i was a pole you know i was in heavy pole uh athlete for seven years straight um now eight because i still pole i just don't go heavy like i used to so eight years bitch eight fucking years of this shit right been teaching for years why now now that i have stopped teaching all y'all want to come in the woodworks. Kimbo, I really want to take your class. Kimbo, do you teach, cl- do you teach pole? Oh my God, I want to learn this. Teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me. Really? Bitch. Where were you bitches when I was fucking promoting my classes every goddamn week? Huh? 
Your girl was teaching classes every goddamn week, several times a week, okay? So I don't want to fucking hear it. I love y'all for real, but it's just like one of those things. I just had to let go. It's just like really, really, right when I want to be lazy and not pole as much as I used to, y'all want to sit there and be like, hey, girl, teach me pole. Chill. Anyways. Bitch. I still plan on like teaching again and all that fun stuff. I just want to do it my own way. And when I have time and it's not going to be all this pressure and all this extra shit, I just want it to be fun. You know what I mean? So your girl's probably going to get a little pay- little poll to poll outside. I might just, you know, do little privates one-on-one, you know, with people. So keep a look. If, you know, for my listeners out there that actually t- took my classes, just, you know, keep, I'll keep you posted if I decide to ever do it again. <laughs> But I'm just so annoyed. I'm like, really? Really, guys? You all want to hit me up now when I don't teach anymore? When I was fucking promoting my shit all the time and y'all didn't fucking come to my classes. So, (laughs) suck my dick. Anyways, um, (laughs) whatever. Uh, That's my first petty peeve. Also, um, oh, by the way, guys, I don't have a guest this week. This is just going to be the shoot the shit episode. Um, more of a, I do have like a topic we're going to talk about actually, because this is <laughs> easy segue. I'm going to go right into the more negativity. We're going to talk about jobs, guys. We're going to talk about jobs. Um, we're going to talk about the workplace, the racism in the workplace, the sexism in the work- workplace, the petty bullshit in the workplace. Cause guess what? This week is always, this is, this is the week of the petty shit. It has been a week for me at work. Um, and I don't care. Cause you know what, you know what? I should go back to, um, uh, what Jaden XD, Jaden XD, shout out to Jaden XD podcast. My, one of my favorite podcasts, they promote say no to coworkers, say no to coworkers. And you know what? Fully. And I need to fully embrace that again. Cause your girl hasn't had a full-time job in like what? I don't know, seven years, six, seven years, whatever. I don't fucking know. I don't even remember the time I quit my full-time job as a graphic designer for four years. I forgot when I exactly quit it and decided to just be a nomad and sleep on couches and couch surf and travel the world. Um, I literally, like, you know, because of the pandemic, had to, you know, figure my shit out, got into the world of cannabis, got a job in cannabis full-time, and part of me was like, Kim, you know what's going to motherfucking happen. You know get ready for it. The bullshit, right? The bullshit. Um, I mean, obviously guys in any workplace, there's going to be bullshit. I know this, we all know this, but it's just one of those things, right? You just like fucking, you're just like, Oh God, like what I knew was coming. And I knew like, ultimately you're not going to get along with everyone. There's always going to be that bitch at work. That is just a hater that, literally don't ha- don't like you just because she don't like you for no reason maybe she's insecure about herself maybe she's hating on your big ass um looking cute and shit being confident living your life you know what i'm saying like you're gonna just have it you're just gonna fucking have it and you know what i don't like that's just the way it is right and you just gotta move on with life uh so this week has been one of those weeks where all the bullshit was laid out i don't really care because honestly like they don't really listen to my shit like that and if they do Sorry, you guys are going to hear all the bullshit. I don't give a fuck. Um, (laughs) Because I do promote my podcast. I'm not quiet about it. But you know how it be. You know, people don't really be fucking supporting you. So um, I'm just going to put it out there. You know, I'm not putting putting any names in this. Not chatting. I'm not talking about the company I work for. Because obviously that wouldn't be smart. Um, But yeah, it's just I've been dealing with this week a lot of 
negativity and chaos. It's been super busy because it was fucking St. Patrick's Day. Everybody and their mom got their motherfucking stimulus checks. So everybody want to fucking come and buy weed. And it's just it was just so much. Like, it was super busy. And then I work with a bunch of t- kids, like teenagers. Like, <laughs> I'm a part of it. Like, my shift is all young people, you know? And they're all like most of them like literally I think there's only like one person I work with that's older like a year older than me I'm 31 so everybody including my managers guys my managers are young as fuck right um they're all younger than me so you know what comes with that you know what I'm saying just petty high school bullshit clicky shit you know what I'm saying like I'm the type of bitch that I want to go to work clock in do my job and go the fuck home right i'm not here to make friends i don't want to smoke after work with y'all i don't want to go fucking get high in my car or smoke in a parking lot and do i am old too old for this shit I, i'm the type of bitch i go home and i smoke on my on my love sack with my cat and my man and watch the crown that's 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 the energy i'm giving y'all okay <laughs> Oh, woman bullshit, right? Like, I don't give a shit for the young stuff when it comes to the pettiness, you know what I mean? And so, whatever, have you. There's a coworker that I work with that was on some major bullshit. You know, he got a little title, you know, he a little title, you know, they're like, there's like these little mini managers running around thinking they run shit, you know, fucking micromanaging everything. I'm grown. Like, this job that I work is not fucking hard at all once you get in the hang of it it's actually quite repetitive and boring right um and they just want to micromanage shit and nitpick you know and pick at you and just fucking annoy you you know and i'm an emotional person right i'm a taurus uh when, and i'm the type of person and i always hated this about myself with my jobs like i always got super emotional i got always emotional on my jobs when I got really angry and I would cry. I'm just, I'm just a crybaby. Like I used to hate, I hated it. I still hate it. It's just something that I can't control as I've gotten older and I just zero fucks given. Like I've just learned to embrace it. You know what I mean? But, um, I had to go to my like fucking storm, like the manager, the big boss or whatever, and be like, who's also younger than me, by the way. So that's always cute. Um, um, but that don't mean shit. Cause he actually does a great job. So, um, as of, you know, managing and shit, like the you know whatever he does but like not everybody else does but anyways i said i was like i'm not here for this shit like I, i'm about to go to hr and that hr word scares the fuck out of people let me tell you because at the end of the day people don't want to get the you know hr involved because hr means fucking you know messiness paperwork email uh you know trying to get a fucking paper um trail going to prove that you right prove that you actually been trying to tell these motherfuckers about these people so you don't get in trouble um yeah it got to that point you know what i'm saying and your girl i'm not with the with the shits right like i can put on that i can code switch with the best of them let me tell you okay if you don't know what code switching is, y'all listen to the wrong motherfucking podcast. I'm sorry. I'm not going to explain it to you guys. I've already explained it in the past. But, like, I can code switch. I can turn it off and on. I can switch that bitch on. Be like, hi, how are you? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And, and then turn it right back off real quick, right? And I could do that in my emails, right? I've had many professional jobs where I've done that. And I'm going to give you all this later. But anyways, um, it was just too much. It was just too fucking much and it needed to be said. Like, I'm, I'm not here for this bullshit. I'm trying to just go in, do my job, and go the fuck home, right? So they, they tried it with your girl. They tried it. 
Um, I did speak up. And then, you know, as a black woman, I, and I know, shout out to all my beautiful black women out there listening to this. You know that when it comes to work, you know, in a workplace environment, whatever, ha- whatever avenue you're in, it, you will turn into that angry black bitch real quick, right? If you say something, if you don't like something that's going on at work or, you know, the treatment you're getting, you will turn into that big black scary woman that's, ooh, gonna tell on you or, ooh, she angry all the time. She's always, you know, telling on people. She's always doing this, da, da, da. It's real quick to say that, you know what I mean? And I've, the dead ass have gotten, and I'll, again, fill y'all in later with scenarios where that's, fucking bit me in the ass and I've gotten fired for it. Like I've spoken up for myself at in the job place when I felt it was unfair, but you know what it is? I'm in America. Right. And so like, I'll just go into it, whatever. Fuck it. Um, I had a one job, right. At a salon at, at, in a white area, white, super white, rich. Um, and I, it was a very small salon. Um, and honestly, like, I worked there. It was cute. At the time I was in college, I was making a good, I was get, making good money at the time. Like I was fucking like 18 or 19 years old. I think I was making like $15 an hour, $16 an hour back then. Right. So I was making good money back then for a kid, um, you know, going through college, you know, so, you know, getting discounts and salon shit, you know, getting my nails did and all that fun stuff. I thought I was real doing stuff. Right. Them, they fucking dis- they were unfair because basically like the other bitch that was white they used to you know give her all the you know whatever they used to love that bitch fucking love her praise that bitch right uh so it got to the point where they were cutting people's hours but they were only cutting mine right everybody else got the same hours and especially that bitch that white bitch that they loved oh they never touched her hours right so i got pissed cuz i was like this was like i was like they always do this they always cater to her they always love her so i said something i was like this isn't fair um you know i thought i was a white lady like i thought i was a karen back then like little did i know you know i was young you know what i'm saying you learn you live you learn um i spoke up and that bitch said that manager that white went manager quickly swiftly said bitch what do you not know who you are? Do you not know that you should be blessed to even have this goddamn job? Oh, oh, hell no. When I tell you they fired my ass so quick for speaking up for myself, they said, oh, you don't like the hours you're getting? Oh, bitch, okay, we can fix that. You ain't getting no hours. We're firing you, right? I, I literally, like, was at that time super shocked because I was a young kid. I didn't really understand. Like, my dad at the time, he had to break it down for me. He's like, baby girl, you are a black woman. You have to also know your place, <laughs> you know? And that's sad that we have to know our fucking place, right? As black people, like, we can't fucking speak up sometimes when we're, like, in an unhappy work situation, right? Because uh, in fear of losing, losing our jobs, in fear of looking to be that angry black bitch, angry black woman causing trouble and never satisfied and blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? We always hold those titles, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I spoke up, lost my job, was so mortified, going through, like, a mini depression, um, because of it and you know and it was really sad so like this time around with this motherfucking job I you know I pledged to myself that I will not put myself in a situation where I felt that I had no other option right because I, I in the past I've had jobs where like I, when, I, when I was a graphic designer working for this company I literally like felt like that was my only option like I felt like in that genre of working like in that little niche market of like it was like this like at like this advertising firm that I worked for but then I it did like 
the signs for like McCormick Place or like big at big corporate like convention centers. They used to make all the advertisements, right? Uh, in in Chicago, which is where I was living at the time, um, that was a very small market of work. So I felt like I could only work for one of two companies, really. And they capped my ass out at like $35,000 when I was a graphic designer. Little did I know I had to like fucking watch my white male counterparts. Also, other male counterparts, they were Hispanic and shit like that, was training them hoes. Like they started after me. I had seniority and everything. I would train them and then they would become my managers, right? And then they would get paid way more than me, even though I was there longer, even though I was, had seniority, you know, you know whatever, and I trained them. I had to sit there and I had to watch. All of this happens around me, right? And that's one of the big reasons why I fucking said, you know, fuck America. Fuck this job. Fuck this place. I, like, quit my job and I just went and I backpacked the world for, like, three months and went to, like, 14 co- different countries and spent all my money. I was like, I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? This place is not fair for me anyway, so why the fuck should I conform and get a fucking corporate job fuck this place you know what I mean um because I literally was so sick of it I was tired of it I, you know I was tired of what I just looked around you know and I like fucking just was like so fucking tired of like the bullshit you know but you know what at the same time it does get tiring and I know I know I can relate I know people out there relate to me you know as, you know in this scenario but it's something that we just got to keep pushing. People like us, people like me, like, you know, hustling ass motherfuckers. We don't give up, right? We keep pushing. We keep going, right? And so, yeah, like, I just got to keep fucking going. So, um, oh, my God, guys. I am just ranting on and on. I didn't even do sexy sustainability yet. I didn't even go over recycling the news yet. I'm all out of, I'm all out of fucking uh, order t- this week. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry about that. Um but yeah, that's just a little bit of that. That's a little pet peeve for you. Bitch. That's the energy I'm giving you this week. That is what this is what you're gonna get from the podcast this week, guys. Because this is what I'm on right now. Because it's just it's been some bullshit. It really has. Um, but let's just let's just stop this right now. Let's just go into. Let's actually take a quick break before we go into the next segment, which is sexy sustainability. We'll be right back. And we'll be right back after these detailed messages. Today's episode of the Kimboology podcast is brought to you by Faith and Flower. Faith and Flower's spiritual bath teas will align your chakras from your root to your crown. Whether you're medicating, masturbating, or meditating, you can use Faith and Flower to elevate your bath and self-care rituals. Kimboology listeners receive 15% off their first purchase at shopfaithandflower.com. Use code Kimbo at checkout. And we are back. It's time for Sexy Sustainability. Um, so yeah, guys, Sexy Sustainability this, this week. As you guys know, if you guys are Kimboology listeners every week, or if you guys are new, shout out to y'all. Uh, I love y'all for real, um, for listening. Uh, I do a I do a segment called Sexy Sustainability every week, talk, uh, showcasing a product, a company that talks about sustainability, or that surrounds himself about saving the planet. All about that. I'm a big hippie. I want to save the planet. That's why I'm Captain Planet. She's a hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. Um, that, yeah, I, I want to give the, put the knowledge out there, whatever I find out there, so people can be cognizant of what's going on and try to make a, da- a, a daily effort to save the planet just like me, right? So, 
Um, I went and I did a little research, and this is a company I'm sure it's very popular. I'm sure a lot of you guys know of them or, or wear them, their products, which is Patagonia, right? Patagonia, shout out to them. Uh, I went and found this article um, on flygreen.com, but it's F-L-Y-G-R-N.com, um, and they were ranking companies for their sustainability, and Patagonia was number one. So Patagonia, um, it's an article that said, according to rank a rank a brand, um, Patagonia is one of the most sustainable clothing companies, uh, sorry, clothing brands in the sports and outdoor sector. Patagonia has been striving to be environmentally friendly and environmentally friendly business for more than 20 years. So they've been on this fucking uh, save the planet shit, which I appreciate. Uh, 1% of their revenue goes to environmental, environmental organism. I can't speak y'all. I'm high. Uh, environmental organizations and workshops where their consumers learn how to repair their own clothing and belongings, um, or Patagonia will fix it for them, which is dope. Uh, the clothing doesn't have to be Patagonia. Wow, sickening, sickening. Uh, the clothing doesn't even have to be Patagonia's. They also encourage sustainability travel uh, by organizing a yearly event in June. Cute. What's this event? I want to go. Um, when uh, their bike-loving employees come together and celebrate. Oh, cute, cute. I love that. Um, in 2019, CEO Rose Macario announced that the outdoor clothing brand strives to be completely CO2 neutral by 2025. Uh, Patagonia will try to find, will try to have a fully sustainable production cycle by that time. They will use solar energy and comply with strict standards in terms of production materials and the use of raw materials. Shout out to them. Uh, Yeah, guys, if you guys are hikers or travelers, I'm sure one of your items of clothing is Patagonia, um, whether it be your fucking shoes, your hiking boots, your, um, you know, your jackets, your thermals, your coats, whatever have you, pants, shirts. Um, they're great. They're a great company. And the fact that they're so, um, they've been doing this bitch and they've been trying to save the planet for 20 years now makes me happy. So shout out to them. That's really all I wanted to talk about for sexy sustainability was a little bit of love to Patagonia. Let's dive right on in to the recycling of the news. Um, yeah, guys, I have some good stuff for recycling of the news. Uh, first off, shout out to Beyonce, who won her 28th Grammy. Shout out to her. Shout out to her and Megan um, the Stallion, who had the cutest um, time together while they were accepting their awards um, with the song... What the fuck? The song they did together, the compilation they did together. What the fuck was it? Megan, it was Megan's song, but Beyonce did like a feature in it or whatever. Oh my God, I can't even remember it. You guys, hi. Again, I'm super high. Um, oh, shout out to Blue Ivy, who was like the second youngest to win her first Grammy. Blue Ivy Carter, shout out to the little queen. Um, so yeah, I didn't watch the full Grammys. I, uh, I didn't watch the Grammys fully. Um, I just kind of got the like, the tea from like social media. I didn't have time. Um, to watch it full out but I did want to um, I heard it was dope but um, I just got some of the highlights but I wanted to just shout out the queen Beyonce um, she was actually there in attendance which is rare because usually that bitch is like at home like fuck that shit I don't make public appearances anymore but I think it's because Blue Ivy actually won her first Grammy so she wanted to make an appearance I was like oh it's so cute Aww. supporting her baby so yeah shout out to her um, the Vatican 
bans priests from blessing same-sex unions, guys. So there's the Vatican again being super fucking hypocritical. Um, yeah, apparently, you know, I don't believe in Catholicism like that because I think it's all fucked up. I mean, these motherfucking priests are fucking fucking boys and shit telling me, telling me y'all don't, uh, y'all don't uh, condone same-sex unions. Fully knowing y'all are fucking little boys. Get the entire fuck out of here with that bullshit. So, fuck them. Um, that's how I feel about that. Hate me if you want. But, I'm sorry, love is love. I fully appreciate and support the LGBT, LGBTQIA plus community. Um, we all do on Kimbology here. So, yeah, it's fuck the Vatican for not supporting same-sex unions. That's in my in my eyes. Um, there's full, they're full blown hypocrites. So whatever. Um, I wanted to also shout out my hero. You guys, I found this article and I stand this bitch. So <laughs> according to independent.co.uk, this article I found, I tickled my titties so fucking hard. There has been this white lady. There's been an old white lady that has been traveling and sneaking onto fucking plane onto flights without a ticket for free dead the fuck ass it says here in the article serial stowaway reviews reveals how she snuck onto more than 30 flights without a ticket what and when i tell you this bitch don't give a fuck i read this article and i died laughing she's my hero i'm sorry um so there's a 69 year old woman has revealed how her her unassuming but confident demeanor helped her bypass security at at flights so basically uh yeah so her name is marilyn hartman uh shout out to her she's my um hero uh, I stand a scamming queen. Um, she's earned herself the nickname of Serial Stowaway uh, in the Cook County Jail of Chicago. My homegirl is in Cook County Jail uh, since October 2019 after she was arrested while attempting to take a flight from Chicago's O'Hare Airport. Um, she spoke to the media for the first time since her arrest, discussing why and how she snuck into planes and why she would do it again. <laughs> My girl says, yeah, I did that. And what? I'm about to do it again. So, like, fix your system. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I stand. Uh, so, yeah, she, um, they were asking her on how she managed to get past, you know, TSA, um, the checkpoints without a, without a boarding pass. And she told CBS News, I was always let through. I mean, I was able to go through the security line without a boarding pass. So this bitch wasn't climbing into, like, fucking, uh, into like cargo space and fucking uh, on planes. This bitch just walked through TSA like like nothing, you know. I mean, I mean, I'm sure it helps that she was old as fuck. So like, you know, uh, it says here. I it says here. I got by. I got by them. She's like, hmm. I got by them. This is the thing that is so crazy. I got that by them by following someone that was carrying a blue bag and the next thing i know i get into the tsa line and the tsa lets me through and they think that i'm with a guy with the blue bag <laughs> what okay yeah so but girl don't they like check your badge and shit too like this bitch fully just such as okay they open the door to the tsa dude or whatever with the blue bag and they just let this old lady in too i guess they thought that was like his grandma or some shit um she says uh she said miss hartman first snuck into a flight illegally 
in 2002 from Chicago to Copenhagen, Denmark. And in that same year, she boarded another international flight to Paris. And then her globetrotting remained out of the security radar until August 2014, when she was caught flying from San Jose, California to Las Vegas. I stan. This bitch has been doing this. Like, she doesn't give a fuck. Like, I actually stan. Uh... It says here she, she, she took an international ride that was from London in um, January 2018 where she boarded a $3,428 fight on a British Airways plane for free. Your girl is a scamming queen, I stand. Get it, girl. I know that's right. You better scam these fucking airlines out of free flights. I'm here for this. Uh, she needs to um, teach me her ways. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's be real. There's no way in hell they're going to let my ass walk through some shit. I'm a black ass woman. They're going to be like, bitch, where your shit? Where your, where your tags? Where your cards? They're going to be like, bitch, ha! Get in this fucking, uh, get in this back of this police car real quick. Let me talk to you real quick. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they actually like, they, they, they've known of this bitch. They call it, they were like, she's crazy. She's a nut. Um, and she don't even care. She's like, she said, this is a quote from her. She's, I stand. She's fucking hilarious. She was like, uh, I don't care at all if someone, if someone calls me crazy. I mean, the story's crazy. She says, wait, no, hold on. That's not the beginning of the quote. Get this. This article is all over the place. Oh, here it is. She says, she says, I don't mind if people say, say she's a nut. Because when I look at it uh, objectively, that's how I see it. It is craziness. I purposely remained a mystery because of the crazy factor. This makes it even crazier. You might want to reconsider everything. It's like something out of a movie. I don't care at all if anyone calls me crazy. I mean, the, the story is crazy. I mean, she don't care. She's like, what? You know? Uh, I guess she's also bipolar, which, I mean, girl, you out here not caring that you just about to, you know, just walking on flights and shit. I love her. She's my queen. She's my hero. So she's better. I mean, like, she's my new Joanne the Scammer in my in my eyes. So, yeah. So shout out to the queen uh, for stealing over 30 flights um, and just flying around the world and not giving a fuck and just not paying for shit. I love it. Her name is Marilyn, Marilyn Hartman. Shout out to you. You are a I stan. I love you. Um, so that was funny as fuck to me. So I wanted to talk about that on the show. Also, it's fuck Stacey Dash forever. Uh, I don't know if y'all heard, but this bitch is fucking, you know, crying and shit, you know, on an interview with, uh, she was on an interview with Daily Mail TV, according to news, Yahoo News. Um, she's talking shit because now she feels stupid for supporting Donald Trump and being, you know, and being on Fox. She got fired from Fox for being, you know, whatever. They cast her as the angry black woman, which, of course, I told y'all, it's a thing. Um, and so basically, yeah, she was super right-wing about everything. She was casted as an angry black woman. I mean, the bitch, she sold her soul to the devil. Because if you see Stacey Dash now, the bitch is 54 years old and she looks 20. I mean, the bitch looks amazing. Her body's sickening still. Her face. I mean, where is the wrinkle? Where is it? I mean, the bitch looks amazing. But she's a fucking idiot. And she out here fucking cooning and shit. Like, bitch. The fuck? She forgot who the fuck she was. And she thinks black people gonna take her back. I mean, the fuck? The bitch was... She's all over BET, bitch. Like, come on. Uh, but honestly, like... It's cancel her forever. I don't give a fuck. Like, she's over here trying to get right with black people again, and it's too late in my eyes. So, girl, good luck to you, okay? You better get the... I hope those clueless residual checks, uh, you know, pay your rent, 
pay your bills, girl, because that's all you got going on right now. Because the bitch is, she's over here fighting for a job. She's like, <laughs> feel sorry for me because Fox News, you know, my check every week, they fired me. So I don't know what to do now. It's like, bitch, you're beautiful and you're 54 years old. Be happy. Okay, whatever, whatever water you're drinking, continue with that. Go find yourself a fine ass motherfucking man that's got money and you'll be good. You'll be good. But get off my fucking shit. Get off my fucking timeline with your crying and shit. Talking about, ooh, you know, black people be, am I cool again? Like, am I cool with y'all? I'm sorry. My bad. Oh, yeah, that whole Trump supporting thing. My bad. Like, bitch, miss me with that shit. Goodbye. So it's fuck her forever um, in my eyes. So, yeah, honestly, guys, that's all I kind of had going on for recycling of the news this week because I did want to talk about, you know, jobs and be more petty this week um, and just kind of share a little bit about my job experience, too. Um, your girls had a million jobs. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll dive into that a little later. Um, yeah, we're going to just take another quick break and we'll be right back. And we, and we will be right back after, after these detailed messages. And we are back. All right, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Horrible Jobs episode. Um, so, yeah, this is a... This is the chaos and negativity episode where we just talk about how we hate our jobs because that is the energy I was um, having this week fully, fully hating my job. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So this week, I'm just going to talk a little bit about my experiences in my many fields. I actually just had to like write down all the jobs I've had and um, I've counted like over 30 have y'all, is that a lot? I don't know. I mean, I've had like over 30 jobs easily, easily. Uh, I might've even forgotten some, um, but I've literally worked in so many different fields that you're going to be like, damn bitch, what can't you do? And you know what? You're right. I can do everything. So, um, I also wanted to just talk about some funny, like some like horrible, like um, racism that I've experienced or like just actually, I, and I, to, I told that story earlier when I got fucking fired for speaking up as a black woman. So yeah, you already know that one, but yeah, just wanted to char- talk about it. And, um, I hope this resonates with you guys that are out here. Um, like, like your girl that has over 30 jobs that she's worked. Um, so like, let's just break it down. So like the first job I've had when I was like 17 or I think I started, I started working when I was like 16, 17 years old. I worked at a car wash yeah, uh, but this car wash is like a chain. I don't want to like drop any names. I'll drop some names because some of them I don't give a fuck about. Some of them are too big to like. Oh, who gives a fuck? Some of them are too small though. I don't want to like call anybody out. Um, oh my god, I just remembered another job I had that I forgot. Wow, seriously, see, see. Let me write that shit down. Um, <laughs> I was like, I just, I just remembered, and that was the main fucking. Oh my god, that was a scammer ass job. Anyways. Look at me going off on a tangent again, guys. Sorry. Um, so I worked at a car wash when I was like 17. And this car wash chain is, I think, predominantly here in Illinois. It might be some in New York. Actually, you know, now I think about it, I think it started in New York City. So, um, but it's a chain. It's a car wash slash gas station type of deal. That you, and there's like detailing. You can get your, your car detailed and all that shit. Um, I was like the, like, basically when you pulled up in your car, I was the girl in the booth. Be like, what kind of car wash do you want? You know? So I'd have to sell you a car wash. And let me tell you though, when I was 17, your girl was making like bank. 
Like when a young, I was a young girl making good money, so young. Cause that, that job, I made great money when I was working there. Um, plus in the winter time, cause you know, you, you know, all the salt in your car, you wash that shit all the time. I would sell these like packages of car washes around the holidays. Ooh. And those incentives, I mean, they would give us commission and like incentives and shit like that. Your girl was walking away easily with like $700 a week. And I was 17. But that was I was 17 years old, you know, to ha- to be making that good money when I was that young. I didn't even know what the fuck to do with it. I was just like, what do I do with all this fucking money? And you know what? Shout out to my sister, Lavi Sukuna. Um, she made me like open up like a what do you call it? like a life insurance or some shit account when I was like 19. So your girl like was responsible. I, I like took like two thousand dollars that I didn't give a fuck about because at that time. I was making all this money and that didn't know what to do with it because I was so young, you know? So my, my sister was like, we're going to open you up an account so you can just like have it. And so like, I literally had life insurance since I was like 17. So you can imagine now where that's at. So I was a little, you know, smarty pants in that sense. Thanks for my family to help me out with that. So yeah, that's the first job I had ever. Um, I also worked at Victoria's Secret. Mm, yeah, I was folding panties in the panty bar. Your girl was totally doing that. Hated that job. Uh, I think I worked there like seven months only. <laughs> I feel like that's like, you know, like every, like, not every, but most young college kids have that retail job that we all work. And that was definitely mine. Uh, Victoria's Secret. I used to get, you know, back in the day, I don't even know if they're getting it now, but back in the day, you used to get free bras when you worked at um, Victoria's Secret. You used to get like, free shit they used to give you like samples of stuff you know that way you would have to like sample it try it on and then like you know sell it to the fucking people that come and buy panties and bras and shit uh perfumes i used to get those really you know discounted um i do remember though towards the end of me quitting like they they took away our free samples like free bras that we used to get and used to have to make us pay for them but like pay really really cheap for them and i was like you know what fuck y'all the only reason I wanted to work here was for the free bras in the go- first goddamn place. Fuck this place. So, yeah, that was, like, my little retail experience. Um, where else did I work? I used to work at a bank. Uh, yeah, I used to work at a bank, but I didn't work at, like, as a bank teller. I used to work, like, in the, like, lockbox office, like, their corporate, like, location processing checks. Yeah, it was, like, this, like, temp job that I took on. Um, when I was really young, oh my God, I found, I remembered another job that I had guys. Oh my God. I've just been like, we're forgetting all these jobs. Yeah. Well over 30 jobs guys. Well over, um, <laughs> quite sad. Um, yeah. So I actually worked there, worked at the bank. I was processing checks, did that for like three months or four months. Cause I, they only needed me for like a temp work job and then they fired me. Um, but I really liked it. I really liked that job cause it was so easy like I would go in there I would clock in bitch put my headphones on sit at that desk and fucking process those checks and then when I was finished with that they're like all right you can go boom clock out I was like shit I could do this I was like again in college so you know that was a great job to have when you were young and just like whatever you know and plus it paid good I forgot what it was paying at the time but it was good for the money at the time um oh my god guys (laughs) So, uh, so, so remember when I told you I got fired from the job at the salon for speaking up for myself? Uh, so yeah, after that, I was like, ah, fuck, what do I do? I need to find another job. Um, so I applied at this like one job and I I forgot the name of the company, the company, I guarantee you the company doesn't exist anymore. I don't even know. I don't even remember the name, but it was this like tiny, like job where I, I had to sell, excuse me, I had to sell 
voice over IP software to co- companies. Dead ass. I didn't even know what the fuck I was selling. I still don't. I still don't know what the fuck it is. What does that mean? Right? <laughs> so they hired me as this like sales rep girl and like I had to like do cold calls. If y'all shout out to you if you know what cold calls cold calling is and if you have to do cold calls, you're a real MVP because it sucks. You have to do the fucking you have to call, you know, pick up the phone, call companies and you're like you're a telemarketer. You're basically a telemarketer. It sucks. It fucking sucks. I remember that that was they they hired me on to cold call businesses and be a telemarketer and and fucking annoy and bother companies. I would get hung up on the phone all the time. Um, they just didn't want to hear what I'm saying, mainly because when I was trying to sell them shit, I didn't know what the fuck I was selling. I mean, what the fuck is voiceover IP? What is that shit? I did, I still don't know. It was basically like a software so you could speak on the phone and it's all intranet and connected or whatever. I mean, obviously now I don't even think that the technology might not even exist anymore because we're like so past that. I mean, you know, so, uh, yeah, it was hilarious because I literally would clock in there, go to work. I had a desk and an office and shit acting like I was cute and I would go in there and fake call these jobs for like eight hours and then go home. Because <laughs> I hated it. I hated one. I hated making these calls. I remember I would make a call like every like, you know, like every like 30 minutes or so just to make sure I'm doing it. And I would call the same number and I would hang up. Like I did anything I possibly could to just not do the job because I didn't understand it. I didn't. I hated it. I didn't want to call people and annoy people. I didn't know what I was selling. It sucked. It sucked. And then it was hilarious because the, the day I got fired... They walked into my office and they just looked at me like, hey, girl. And I just looked at them like, hey. <laughs> and they were just like, so it's not working out. And I was like, I know. It was just like one of those things where we see, we see each other. Like, they, I knew. They knew. It was hilarious. And I was like, man, like, it was cute to fantasize. Like, I could actually be like this, like, saleswoman, like, like you know, in the office and, like, fucking be on the phones and like calling cold call i was like this shit suck i don't want to do this like i'm fucking like 19 20 years old like fuck this shit right so yeah i only did that for like three months i think because like it sucked they fired me they knew it i knew it they knew i wasn't doing the work i knew i wasn't doing the work it was like hilarious so yeah i got fired from that um i worked at david's bridal uh, selling wedding gowns and then also ended up uh, moving to like I was a wedding consultant bridal consultant whatever um, and then I moved to like this alteration specialist so I used to sew the wedding gowns I used to create you know I used to you know do the alterations for the wedding gowns um, I hated consulting hated it especially for David's bridal uh, brides just piss me off they really do um, I mean, I don't mean it for everyone. I know, I know it's like the special time of your year or the, of your life and mm, you're going to find the dress of your dreams. Mm. Fuck that shit. God, it's so fucking annoying. I like, as you can see, I have a fucking distaste for the whole, you know, I worked in the industry. I worked in the wedding industry. You know, I, I, I just think it's stupid. I think it's, it's a fucking made up. It's a day and it's like so over fuck you like you spend all this goddamn money for one day you're with a room full of people you don't fucking like you know you, you don't know half the bitches that are at your wedding yet you have to be like oh hi thanks for coming yeah i paid for your meal so sit down and then the people you have to invite people they have to you have to pray that they're actually give you enough give you a, a gift that's worth enough to that that pays for their plate because you have to pay for their fucking plates it's stupid i fucking hate it that's how i feel about weddings um sorry yeah 
I just think it's dumb. But uh, shout out to my sister that's getting married this year. <laughs> I love you and support you. Um, I am doing her alterations for her wedding gown um, because that's I can you know I can. But yeah, when I worked at David's Bridal, I was miserable. To, you know miserable fucking selling wedding gowns to these dumbass brides so i asked i'm like can i i know how to sew can i go in the room and sew because fuck this shit and they're like you can i'm like yes i can sew i went to school for it i went to school for fashion design i know how to sew they're like oh yeah go ahead so i moved to fucking you know becoming an alter or alterationist specialist uh that part was a lot better I actually didn't, I, I was like, okay, thank God. Like, I can handle this more. I could just sit in this room and with a, with a needle and thread or on a sewing machine and just sew. And like, I don't have to fucking, like, act like I give a shit about your wedding. Thank God. So, yeah. I did that for a cute little second. I forgot how many, I forgot how long I worked there for. Um, where else did I work? I worked at, ooh, the salons. Oh, the salons. Oh, the racism. Oh, the racism I endured at these white-ass salons. Um, I'm not going to shout out the names because, again, they're really small. I don't want to be sued. I don't want white people coming after me. Leave me the fuck alone. It's been years. I don't even fucking... Y'all don't even... You're, y'all probably not even with us. They're probably dead. Dead ass. Like, one, the one lady I worked for at this one salon was old as dust. She was this old lady, this old, like, you know, she looked like a witch. Like, she had this, like, she was short. She had this, like, mean-looking face. Like, if you look up, like, you think of a witch, that's what she looked like, a witch. She had, like, black, spiky hair, and the bitch was racist as fuck. Like, she was just this racist, mean, white lady. Again, I was in a white-ass area. Um, The reason why I kept going for those areas is because, like, honestly, they paid well. And since I had experience working in a salon, like... It, you know, I got the job. I don't know how the fuck they, I did, but I did. I got the job. So um, I remember one day she just like made me work in like the corner away from everybody else. Like she just like would do that just because she just wanted to. Like, just like, oh, I don't want Kim to be around anybody. She's going she gonna to work in the corner. Like, I forgot at the time. I don't remember the details, but I remember, like, it got so bad where the other girls, like, the other young girls, like, we were in college. So, like, it was, like, these two other white girls that I worked for with. Uh, more than two. There was a few. I can't remember right now. But, um, they all, but they were all white. So, but they would all notice. They're like, Kim, why does so-and-so always make you, like, work over there with by yourself? I'm like, you tell me. Why? Why does she make me work over there? She, they're like... I don't know. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I just looked at their like, yeah, you, you, of course you don't know. Of course. So I don't know. I, I don't know if I was like doing something or saying something that would piss her off or something like that. And she would just go like make me work in the corner. I don't fucking know. It was weird. It, it was weird. The bitch was racist. Uh, it was weird because I felt like low-key she was also like homophobic, but her son was gay. Uh, and he was an asshole and like one of those gay, one of those just like banshee white gays that are just like too much and think they like, think they know everything. Like, fuck him. Oh my God. They were horrible people. I was so happy to get the fuck out of there. I don't, I forgot what job I went to after that, but yeah, that was my experiences with white ass salons. Oh Lord. Can't believe I endured that. Um, I was a tutor when I was in ho- in college. Uh, I worked, I went to the, so I went to a private art school. I went to like the, the Illinois Institute of Art in Chicago um and i was a tutor for fashion design so i would tutor people um i remember i used to lie all the time on my hours uh <laughs> i would be like because like when it came to like the tutoring like i like i didn't have to clock in or out i just had to like fill out my timesheet, and then so i would just put put that i would tutor more hours than i actually did because i was like fuck it i'm i don't care um so yeah i used to do that all the time so yeah so 
yeah, fuck that place. Um, I still owe the money and they ain't getting it. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Uh, where else did I used to work? Um, told you about David's bridal. Oh, I used to work. So that's the graphic design company I worked for. Uh, so yeah, basically when I graduated high school, uh, college, I'm sorry, university, I went into, I have, I had a fashion design degree, right? And basically with that, when I graduated with a fashion design degree, I have, I also got taught like Adobe Illustrator, you know, uh, Photoshop, uh, InDesign, you know, all those interfaces, like the Adobe's creative suite. I use, I, I know how to use all that stuff. Right. So basically that's what graphic designers do. They use that whole creative suite pro, um, programs. But when I first graduated, I can also sew. So like there was this company, um, in Chicago, the fashion design jobs were very scarce. Uh, there weren't very many. And the ones that were, they, you know, the, the small little bits of jobs, like the two or three jobs, literally all my, my graduates that I graduated with, we all wanted that same job. So we would all apply for it. And of course, you know, we, one or two of us would get it and that's it. So we were just kind of like, fuck, you know? So, um, a lot of us went into other genres of work. Um, for me, it was still sewing and kind of my job related, but it was a different market completely. So I worked with this company that made the signs, like giant signs um, that we used to go on frames that would be hanging in like McCormick Place or like convention centers or there would be banners or, um, yeah, what have you. They would be like, you know, Velcro signs. Like it was all advertising. So uh, our company would print their logos on fabric and then we would take the fabric and we would make a sign, uh, like a, we would make like a cover f um, for a frame and we would, we would sew the cover to go on the frame and then that would be the signage. That would be their um, advertising. So uh, yeah, very small market, niche market of work, but it was here in Chicago. I fell into that. And I started with production. I started in the production part, making the sewing, physically cutting and sewing um, the covers that went on these frames. So I would be on jumping on tables, cutting fabric, lifting bolts of fabric, sewing big heavy bolts. Like I got good, really good at it. Like you know, and I was it was a workout. Like it was manual labor. So I did that for many years, and then um, there was an office position that opened up as a graphics designer. Um, in the graphics department. Um, and I applied for that and I got that position. So I moved to the graphics side. So I literally went from jumping on tables, sweating and shit, doing the fucking slave work. And then I went to the, be the office bitch sitting down, you know, getting to sit for eight hours and not do shit and just be on the computer, you know? So I, I got to duality. I got to experience both those worlds. Right. Um, that job was good. I liked it. You know, it was like, you know, like I said, like it was graphic. I enjoyed, I still enjoy it to this day, um, making logos and doing graphics and things like that. Uh, but at the time I, I told y'all, like I just got tired because I literally would watch everyone around me make more than me. And I remember one time I found like they, the fucking HR dude was an idiot and he left out the fucking, um, paperwork that told everybody's job and their and how much they made like no he accidentally put it in like my paperwork he like gave it to me accidentally and so i literally had a list of what everyone in the company made what you know what their job was or whatever oh also like their critique like they like they what they said about us and when i tell you i was mad boots because i was the only black bitch there and i was making the least amount of money 
Of course. So, um, yeah, like I said, I was there longer than some of those people. I've trained some of those other people, and they were getting me paid more. And they ended up becoming managers and things like that, becoming my bosses, you know, because they were white men. So, you know, uh, that was also a job where, like, I, like, would straight, you know, this is a thing, and I don't know if I mentioned in the past, where uh, black people, black women, and especially we feel as if in the corporate world, our hair, our natural hair is not socially acceptable. It's not, it's not professional. It's, it's, it's viewed as unkempt and not professional. So, uh, straightening your hair was like a way to conform and conform to whiteness and, you know, look professional, like, okay, straighten your hair, you know, straight is nice, you know, it looks clean, like, none of this, like, you know, dreadlock or braids or fro, like, none of that messy shit, because that doesn't look professional, right? Our natural fucking hair that comes out of our, our head is not deemed as professional. There you go. Um, so, yeah, that job, I would, like, straighten my hair all the time just to be okay and, like, look professional and, like, you know, not not upset the white people that I worked with. And I remember one day that I got lazy and I went to work with my natural hair, curly as fuck. And when I tell you that my manager, my white manager came up to me and was like, oh, Kim, your hair, that's different. And I was like, here we go. Here we fucking go. Oh, so that's your way of saying you don't like it. You want me to straighten it again, right? Okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks, white man. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I had a job where I was sitting in an office and we didn't even have to, we had no clients coming in there. All the clientele, like all the sales, like interactions with clients was all done out, out of the job. Like, so like no one saw me. It was just the same niggas that were in the fucking office with me. So like, what the fuck is my curly hair doing to y'all? What is it doing to y'all? I'm over here at my desk. Ignore me. Why are you looking at my head? Fuck out of here. So anyways, that will piss me off. Um, so yeah, uh, that's one of the jobs where I've experienced where I was just like, you know what? I was just tired. That's when I was like, fuck this shit. That's when they actually, um, what the, the one year, this one year, cause basically the job, the job would slow down significantly in the summertime because no conventions were happening and things like that so they didn't need signs so they always encouraged us to like take breaks so like hey if, if anybody wants to take an unpaid vacation during the summer go ahead we'll rehire you i was like huh sign me the fuck up so that's what i ended up doing doing i took a leave of absence and I, that's when i ended up backpacking and traveling the world so yeah that was an experience i was like fuck this place i'm leaving but it felt good to me also knowing that i did have a quote-unquote job when i got back so but then I didn't up I didn't end up actually having the job when I got back. So I said, fuck that shit. I'm moving to Australia. So yeah. Um, anyways, so that was my experience with that. I also worked at a bridal boutique in Australia. So when I lived there, I actually uh found a job with a bridal business, a bridal designer. Um, she liked the fact that I like it's literally everything that in, in America that like would not get me the job. I like got the job there in Australia. Like I said, if you listen to pre prior episodes of, of mine, you'll hear all the tea. But basically in Australia, it's the opposite, right? Usually in America, black women, black women are the lowest of the low, right? We get paid the less. We disrespected all that bullshit, right? In Australia, if you're a black American, black American, I stress American, right? You are on the top of the food chain, like, they love you out there. Love you. Because there's not many of us out there in Australia, right? So, 
Honestly, it's what got me the job working with the bridal designer, believe it or not. And I was I was worried because when I was out there, my hair straightener broke. So I was like, fuck, like they're not going to hire me. Like I have curly hair. Like That's literally how I felt. And I remember my homegirl Marga was like, at the time, my Italian um, roommate was like, girl, why are you worried about your hair? The fuck? Like, I was like, no, you have no idea. Like, we have to straighten our hair in, Austria- in, in America to get a corporate job. Like, that's, we can't have curly hair. We can't have our natural hair. She was like, what? The fuck your hair have to do with it? I'm like, oh, bitch, it has a lot to do with it. So, yeah, I was worried. I was, was worried they weren't going to hire me. So um, I showed up there, but they liked that I was American. They liked that I was, like, going to variety up the place. I was going to show, like, you know, that we were hip and cool because they had American. I had, they had an American working. So in, over there, to them, it wasn't necessarily, you know, they didn't really necessarily look at the fact that I was black. It was the fact that I was an American. The fact that that's why they liked me working there. So, which was wild to me, because I was like, wow, you don't care that I'm black? Because in Australia, they're not really racist against black people, so to say, so to speak. It's more Middle Eastern, like Arabic people, and they're indigenous people there. So the, the indigenous aboriginals, they hate them motherfuckers. And they also hate um, Middle Eastern people, too. So I didn't, that's not, that's the sort of racism that was there in that country. But black Americans, Americans in general were not. They loved Americans, loved us. So they were always like, oh my God, I love your accent. Where are you from? I'm like, girl, I'm from Chicago. Like, relax. Um, So yeah. Um, So that was that job. That was cute. Uh, I worked that job the entire time I was there. And then I ended up, I ended up also trying to be a stripper out there. Um, (laughs) I remember I went to one of the strip clubs out there and they looked at my ass. I had to do the whole thing where I took my clothes off, took my top off. They took a photo of me with with no with my titties out. So there's a photo somewhere out there in Australia of me with my titties topless. I don't know where the fuck it's at. It's at a strip club somewhere, guys. Um, (laughs) And they didn't hire me. They didn't hire me because they didn't want me. So I didn't fit their mold, you know, because honestly out there in Australia, like if they do obviously cater to the whole white, blonde, blah, 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 that whole, you know, or brunette, whatever the fuck look. Um, If you were a black woman out there trying to work at a strip club, like you had to be like bad, like you had to be like, like thick as far like built as fuck like i remember the bitch that there was a black bitch that was working there but she looked like serena williams dead the fuck ass i mean when when i tell you that bitch looked like swole as fuck i was like damn like i literally saw her up there like what the fuck she was big she was tall she was muscular i was like okay cute for her you know but um me and my squishy butt and my fucking uh fat ass they don't want my ass my curly hair, my biracial, confused ass. Yeah, they didn't want me. So they didn't hire me. So what I ended up doing was I got hired at a club. Uh, shout out to Alumbra. I think that's the club's name. Um, when I was out there in Melbourne. I worked there. In Melbourne, I mean. I'm sorry. Uh, I worked there. Like, I would work my bridal job during the day. And then on Fridays and Saturdays at night, I would go there and work. and be like a, I was a bottle girl. Yeah, I was just like a bottle girl. But I, I would make some good money because there was a lot of rich, drunk Aussies that would just be fucking give, giving me money, like straight up just handing me 50s or tipping me like crazy. So, and then that's when I would like, they would literally open a bottle of um, Ace, of, Ace of Spades and just leave it on the table. You know what I'm saying? Like just, just fucking thousand dollars of fucking liquor just sitting there and they just walk away. They wouldn't even drink it. It was just the look. 
You know, it's just a matter of like they oh they're able to even buy that bottle or whatever. So yeah, your girl was drinking that shit. I was like, ooh, let me let me try some of that. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way I could ever afford that in real life. So let me try some of that. You know? So I would drink that shit. You know, me and my coworkers would take the bottle. You know, in the back, and they would we would all drink it and shit. So it was funny. So that was cute. So I did that for a little bit. Um, and then when I got back to Australia, uh, back when I got back to America, your girl was broke as fuck. Spent all my money there. I needed, a, I needed a job. I needed to make some money quick. Uh, so that's when I got into the whole Uber. I used to drive Uber. I used to drive for Lyft. I used to do, like, the food, you know, delivering services. I used to work for Postmates, DoorDash. Uh, what am I missing? Caviar. I never did Uber Eats. I never did uh, Grubhub. But, yeah, I mean, my main, sort, my main bitches were DoorDash, Postmates, caviar those are the main ones i worked for and then also drove uber and lyft so yeah i would make money that way um i actually started working for doordash back when it was like not very well known and your girl would bank i would make good money in the beginning but as it got more mainstream and stuff like that the money changed and the way they paid the way they paid us like you know food couriers uh they got real cheap so then the, the price went down significantly so like, I would be walking away with, like, you know, $1,500 a week and shit, but then it went down, like, significantly. I was like, God damn it, you know? Because I was a hustler. I would be out there fucking hustling for that money. So, so yeah, I did that for a little bit. Um, and then, oh, I totally forgot to mention that I worked at um, my favorite restaurant. Not my favorite, but, like, one of my favorite ones, um, the Capitol Grill. Shout out to the Capitol Grill. Um, delicious steakhouse. I worked there for, like... I don't know, like a few months maybe, but I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. I was a host. Oh Lord. You guys, a host at a restaurant girl. Oh my God. You guys, I had to stand there at that podium for like 14 hours without moving or maybe moving like a little bit just to sit people down and that's it. And I hated it. Mind you also the manager, my manager would go, he would, they would make, no, no, no. It wasn't my manager. It was like, yeah, I guess she was like my manager, right? She was like my manager or like lead or whatever bullshit. She would like make me cry every day. Like she was mean as fuck. Like she would literally, I would go home in tears. I hated working there. The food is lit. I, I, the food is lit. Shout out to the Capitol Grill. Your food is lit. I just had it for my birthday the, or was it or Valentine's Day. We ordered the Capitol Grill. We got some steaks and shit like that. Oh my God. So fucking good. So, so fucking good. But. Working there was horrible. I hated it. I hated being a host there. I hated my life. Um, yeah, standing for 14 hours, not cute. Um, and then being, of course, and then the, having that mean bitch yell at me all the time and make me cry. I was like, man, fuck this place. So, yeah, I did that for a little bit. So, I did work in the food industry um, for a little bit um, or the restaurant industry for, you know. Um, but And then I continued on because I then I went into my whole stint of, like, brand ambassadoring and promotional specialist work. Um, so I would work for like companies like Brown Foreman, Jack Daniels, um, tequila companies like Herradura or El Himador or uh, fucking Patron, like all these big, you know, whatever liquor. Co- Honestly, I worked for so many different, I've sold so many different bottles of liquor. Like I've worked for almost all of them. Deep Eddie Vodka, um, the list goes on. The list goes on and on and on. So I would work for these little like, agencies that would hire me out and I would go and do like events that I would go work for events or I would go and um 
host events and I would, you know, be a pop, like a pop-up or whatever the fuck. If it had to be a bar or at a Mariano's or at a Target or a Jewel or at a, you know, private event, a hotel, whatever have you. I've been all over the fucking Chicagoland area doing this. Um, I loved it. I loved it. I still love it. I still want to continue it. The reason I stopped was because of COVID, honestly. Yeah, like... I stopped because of COVID, so I would still do it to this day. And, you know, honestly, when it comes to cannabis now that the cannabis is on the rise, I still want to do it. I want to do it with cannabis. So that's that's kind of the goal in that sense. Um, so, yeah, that was that. Uh, and then, of course, I was a pole dance instructor. Yes, your girl was teaching pole. Um, yeah, I did that for a, li- a while. I did that for a long time. Um I enjoyed it for for what it was at that time. There were highs and lows. Some of you girls are emotional as fuck. Sometimes I would be I would be teaching you pole, but it would be more like I'm a therapy. I'm a therapist because they'd be telling me their life story, and I'm like, girl, you are going through it. I can't deal with you right now. You know what I mean? Or I would have like, oh my god, bless her heart. I had a girl that she would come into the studio and she fucking stunk. Like she smelled so bad. And I mean like her pussy smelled. It was like on some like smelly pussy but smelly pussy Donna type shit. Shout out to you if you know that if you know that reference. Broad City guys. Um there will be a Broad City um appreciation episode coming very soon. Very very soon. So sh- look out for that, okay? It's happening. Um yeah, you she like it was tough because like I was an instructor, so I had to, like, you know, whenever we did, like, tricks and things on the pole, I would have to hold these bitches up or, like, physically be touching them or have their pussy in my face or their feet kicking me in my head and shit like that. And when I tell you I had to spot this fucking stinky-ass bitch, I mean, her pussy was rank. I was like, girl! And she had a man! She had a whole-ass man. I'm like, girl, your man's not telling you your shit smells? You need to figure this shit out, girl. I literally had to, like, it was funny because at the studio, we were all talking amongst, amongst ourselves, like, somebody needs to go talk to her. Like, because it got, it got to the point where when she would come in and take classes, she would stink up the entire studio. It was that bad. It was, it was bad. So, <laughs> at the time, nobody wanted to say, no one wanted to pull this bitch aside and tell her how, like it was. So, of course, I had to fucking do it. I was made to do it because I'm always the bad guy. Like, I am still to this day. Tell him, you know talking to my bosses about this nigga fucking pissing me off at work um yeah so i had to pull this bitch aside i had to go to the little back room on the little on the little couch and be like hey girl we need to have a talk okay i need you need to have a yelan yell um yelana what was her name i can't even speak her i can't i can't say her pronounce her name right now i'm high sorry guys it's not yolanda it's you know y'all know what i'm talking about I can't say her name. It's not, it's not that, but it's the one. Her, fix My Life, you know, that one old la- black lady that she, she, like, has people come over there and, like, be, like, tell her her fucking whole life story or whatever. Anyways, I had to have that moment with her. I had to have, like, an Oprah moment on the couch with this bitch. And when I tell you that was so fucking uncomfortable to have to tell this bitch that her pussy smelled, very uncomfortable. It was horrible. I was like, I'm sorry to say this, but, girl, you smell. And she was like, what? Huh? I don't get it. Like, you smell bad, like, down there. I was just, like, I tried so nicely to put it that, like, really, you know, as nicely as I could without offending her. Uh, But, of course, the bitch was offended because, I mean, come on. Anybody that tells you your pussy smells, that's embarrassing as fuck. 
So she eventually stopped coming to the studio and all was well. We could breathe again, breathe again, breathe again. <laughs> so yeah, anyways, that was an interesting part of the job. Uh, yeah, but I, the, for the most part, I loved it. Cause you know, I got to be physical, um, you know, whatever. Uh, I didn't get paid very well, so that was the sucky part of it. I used to, I used to like, because not only did I teach a class, but I would work outside. I would be training and I would be planning the choreo for the at home and not getting paid for it. So I was like, you know what? And then I would like, b I would block off my whole week just for this teacher's one class. I was like, you know what? girl i'm gonna need you to fucking prioritize something else you know what i mean so that's really kind of what did it so um but yeah so that was cute for a little bit that was cute for a little bit um what else did i did oh my god you guys i gotta end with this one so this is the last one that i remembered but this is a big one i worked for this company that was a scammer ass pyramid scheme ass company for like three weeks <laughs> And this was during the pandemic, guys. I actually got a job. I'm going to say the company's name because fuck them. I want y'all to call this fucking company out. It's called Imminent. It was in Chicago. Uh, if any of y'all know what this company is and, you know, know about them, they are fucking scammers, okay? Um, first of all, they wouldn't tell you... They wouldn't talk about money with you right away. It was like one of these like, oh, it was... Okay, so I'm going to give this company one thing and one thing only, this company put me, this is, this company was the reason I started this podcast. So if it wasn't for working for this company, I wouldn't be doing Kimbology podcast with y'all. I wouldn't be sitting here telling you all, y'all about smelly, smelly pussies and shit. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it definitely was, um, a pyramid scheme ass job, but it was one of those jobs that was like masked, uh, like masked in like encouragement and like you can do it you're awesome like you can be whatever you want to be and we would go through these we would have these like meetings like every day and like for like 10 20 minutes like going in there then it would be like super like it's almost it was like very scientology kind of too like very like um like encouraging and very like yeah we did like these cute like these like not cute but like well i guess at the time i thought they were cute these cute little like you know, like little, like, uh, we had to memorize their like scripts to sell shit. And we would do like analogy, like we would do like, you know, what is the word? I can't think. Uh, we would have like cute little, like, you know, like a is for this and L is for this and da da da. you know, y'all know what I'm talking about and to memorize it and shit. And then like, they would like, yeah, shout out to so-and-so. They did a great job. So they would like mask the fact that like you weren't making any money you're getting paid less than minimum wage, right? And at the end of the day, when I, my first day on the floor, on like the floor or like out there, like, you know, working on the field, they called it. I was at a motherfucking Costco. So there you go. It wasn't even at like, it was fucking Costco, you know? I was in like, I was like one of those in the booth or whatever. Like, and I was selling you, at the end of the day, I was selling you a fucking hair straightener. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, they made all this hype up. They gave us all this, like, oh, this, like, you have this sales pitch and you can do it and blah, 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 blah. And then at the end of the day, I was over here selling a hair straightener for less than minimum wage. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And the thing about this motherfucking job is that they literally catered and hired all fresh out of college, naive, never had a job in their life people, right? I would be looking around, and mind you, I'm over there sitting there full ass, 30 years old, 30, 30, year old, 30, 31 years old, looking around like, how old are you? Oh, I just,
just graduated college during the pandemic. I'm like, what? So I would be like, how old are you? Like 22. How old are you? Nine, uh, 20 years old. How old are you? Like, they would all be so fucking young. And I'm like, what is this? But then I caught on. It's just the reason why. And then the thing is, I would, I, when I Googled this company after my dumbass had a job for like, you know, two week, three weeks, that's the, that's the longest. It was three weeks. And it was, I, I, I woke the fuck up and was like, this is a fucking scam. When, um, when I went in the field, quote unquote, and they try to make, they make it seem like I try, they try to make it seem like I was doing all that work and I was selling a motherfucking hair straightener. I was like, you have got me full blown fucked up. I've done this type of work already and I've gotten paid $50 an hour. Are you kidding me? Y'all gonna pay me less than minimum wage and then you want me to do this shit? Suck my dick. Suck it. I was like so pissed. So yeah, anyways, um, I fucking quit that job. I told them to go fuck themselves. Uh, I didn't tell them for like, who, like why, but I was just like, this is not for me. But I just, I blamed it on COVID because I was like, oh, I don't feel comfortable seeing all these people like, in the Costco, whatever. And they're like, oh my God, Kim. And they stayed still tried it because the bitch that ran it, I got to give her her credit. She figured out a way where all the young people would did all the work for her and she was pocketing all the money. So the, the company made money, but only she was making the money. And everybody else was getting paid less minimum wage. And they were all like 20 years old. I was like, you scamming ass bitch. I stand. So I'm like, I just, you know, I just woke up with, to the bullshit. And I was like, oh, hell no. And it was funny because when I Googled the job, everybody was like, this job's a fucking scam. Don't fall for it. You're literally selling a hair straightener for less than minimum wage. Fuck out of here. Like, I was like, this is hilarious. I can't believe I fell for this shit. But whatever. So, yeah. I'm going to wrap it up with that because honestly, I can't talk anymore. I'm too high. It's two in the morning at this point. Uh, this week's been a lot for your girl's mental health. Um, I'm just like at my wit's end when it comes to like the, the bullshit drama and high school bullshit. Like I'm over it. Fucking done. So that was just an episode about jobs and all the jobs that I've had and telling y'all my bullshit <laughs> And I'm sure I'm hoping that it resonated with you guys. I'm sure you guys have like job horror stories. I'd love to hear them. So if you do want to share your stories with me, shout me out on Twitter, Kimboology Podcast. Write me. You can email me at KimboologyPodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your fucking um, work story, horror stories, because they give me life. Um, but yeah, that's all I wanted for this episode, guys. I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a little humor, a little chaos and negativity for you with the workplace. Um, cause I know we've all had them. I know we have. Um, I don't have a quote of the day. Sorry. I'm tired boots. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for this week, guys. That's all. I, that's all she wrote. Um, if the, if this episode was whack, I'm sorry. Maybe next week will be better for you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if not shout out to you for listening. And if you loved it, Thank you. And leave us a, you know, leave us subscribe. No, not subscribe. Sorry. I think Apple podcast podcast is changing the way they, the interface. It says follow now. I think I don't fucking know. Follow us or subscribe to Apple podcasts. Leave me a comment guys. I know I ask every week, but you guys aren't doing it and it's pissing me off. Please leave me a comment. Even if it's a bad one, I don't care. I just want to see the comments guys. Talk to me. Talk to me. I want to see the comments. Um, leave it on Apple podcast. If you listen to me on Spotify, you're fine. Cause you can't leave me a comment, but you're fine. Anyways. Um, watch all my visuals on YouTube at Kimboology podcast, um, on YouTube. Everything's in the show notes guys. Um, so yeah, 
I love you guys. Oh, follow me on Instagram, of course, Kimboology Podcast. Um, at Kimboology Podcast. So yeah. I love you guys for real. Thanks for sitting here and listening to my bullshit. I always love you guys so much for doing it. Um, and yeah, I'll talk to you guys next week. I'm about to fucking knock out. I'm about to wash my ass and knock out. I love you guys. Good night. Bye. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. <laughs> well, shoot the damn dog.